And welcome to That Horrorcast. I'm Mallory Smart. And I'm Dmitry Samarov. Hello? Hello? Can you hear me? Hey. Yep. Awesome. Sorry, I had to watch. It was my favorite scene of Mad Men. Okay, it's not my favorite. I have a lot of favorite scenes, but, you know. <laughs> what was this favorite? It's so stupid, but um, do you have any uh, context of the show, like the character names? Yeah, but I haven't seen it in a while, but. Um, basically, Don is trying to show that he's more of a man. Uh, than Roger, so he totally like bribes the elevator guy to elevator operator to say that the elevators are out of service, and then he makes him like run up twenty three stairs and oh yeah, Roger projectile vomits. It's hilarious. <laughs> How many times have you watched this scene? Probably far too mm. many. Like, before Belent left the room, too, I was like, wait, 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 you need to watch the scene, and then we'll separate. <laughs> you have to stay in the room where the wedding's off. <laughs> exactly. I was like, stand right here. Okay, you can leave now. This is one of my core values in life. I swear to God, we have come up with the weirdest things, and it's so good that we're not going to really be saying vows. We're just going to be like, you? Yeah. You? Yep. Okay. Oh, you're not going to have, like, a Mad Men wedding or something, or themed wedding? I don't even know what a Mad Men-themed wedding would be. The only wedding they actually show in the series is the one that, like, when JFK died. Wait a minute, you know, you dress up in 50s garb, and you, you know, you drink, you drink scotch all day, and you embarrass yourself somehow. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I can't handle my dark liquor. Now, but then he's definitely been getting into whiskey. This is the thing that I just suck at. I don't know the difference between whiskey and scotch. There's definite, definite taste difference. I mean, scotch is a kind of whiskey. Uh-huh. Scotch is a subset of whiskey, but it, it's got a particular taste it's like, that makes it scotch. If we were saying like a tree, would... Whiskey divide into bourbon and scotch, or? Those are probably the big ones. And then there's all those blended ones, which are just a mix of stuff. Got you. Like, yeah. I could do then cocktails, I- Irish, but yeah. Irish whiskey. Yeah, there's yeah. many, many varieties. I could do an Irish whiskey. That is as yes. close to, like, Like Jam- Jameson or Powers, you know, those are the popular ones, I guess. Yeah, my brother is obsessed with Maker's Mark. And I think it's the nastiest tasting thing ever. Well, that's bourbon, so I guess you don't like bourbon. Yeah, I I wouldn't know, really, to be honest. (laughs) I know that I've tried scotch before, too, because that's what my dad drinks. And he caught me and my brother drinking once, and he's like, oh, if you want a drink, have an adult's drink. Yeah. I think he was trying to do like the oh sure, scared gonna... straight yeah scared straight yeah <laughs> scared me straight I was like I'm never yeah. touching this shit again but my brother finished like the bottle he was yeah. like shit that backfired <laughs> yeah I don't like I don't like scotch uh, yeah I, I, yeah I think it's super subjective like I I don't drink scotch or gin but I drink whiskey and vodka see I will do vodka and then I'm all about my wines and beers. Yeah. I don't. I don't. People I don't do really beers weird. either. Yeah, I don't know yeah. why do people like have this weird hate against beer. Why do why are people so fucking obsessed with beer? It's so fucking boring. I feel like there's so many interesting uh, brews out there, but it's like I don't know. People almost make you feel like very provincial if you drink beer. Really? Yeah. I think I've be, it's been so oversaturated for so many years. All these fucking craft brews. It's so boring to me. I don't know, but I don't sit around and talk about like fine, fine whiskeys either, or wines really. I, I found a few that I like and I drink those, but it's no big deal one way or the other. But the beer people and their the beer talk is just so fucking stultifying. I I don't I don't get it. I mean, this is how you know that I am not highbrow when it comes to any of it. When it comes to wine, beer. Hell, we'll even pretend I drink scotch or uh-huh. whiskey, bourbon, whatever. If it tastes good, I'll drink it. I don't care what it's called. I don't care how sure. old or expensive it is. If I like the taste, I'm there. 
Yeah, but yeah, it gets with the beer people. You know, well, you know, they've been pushing it for years to make it like comparable to wine, but it's just not. It doesn't have the history. It's not doesn't really have you know. I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't have the complexity. I mean, they make yeah, you know, whatever five different kinds of beers, six, and then sub sub genres. You know that they make up every day, but. I don't know. It's 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 once again it's one of these like hobbies like some fucking model train set that people get obsessed over that is just is only interesting to the to the nerds that are into it, you know. You want nerdly into it. My brother actually has um he makes his own beer. Sure, yeah. And he actually bottles yeah. it too. Yeah, yeah. No, I I worked at the, at the bar. I worked with a couple of people that brewed their own beer. These people yeah. have too much time in their hands. Well, look, I, unless I guess, that's their business, I don't know. I guess you got to be interested in something, you know, a- absent, you know, doing something worthwhile like, like writing books or painting pictures, because <laughs> those are very important, very important activities that the world is just can't live without. I guess it's one of those things. <laughs> it is. It is so purely subjective. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, those beer dorks uh, would have no idea why, like you or I, do what we do. You know, unless like you're one of those stupid beer dorks of time. who loves writing and painting. Sure, yeah, I know, but they—it's funny. I, I was just visiting my little brother in LA, and he's—he's he's a beer dork, but he's slowly—he's finally migrating over to wine. And you know, I tease him and tell him he's finally grown up. Oh, <laughs> that is a sign of a grown up. Yeah. Yeah. For my niece's 22nd birthday, we're going to be taking her to Webster's because she's finally oh, cool. grown up. We're like, we're going to take you for wine this year. Nice. Yeah. And because she's been taking that weird wine course, we're going to make her actually tell us all the details about every single glass we get. Oh, about the mouthfeel and all that other weird shit? Oh, yeah. We intend they, to make her work about. for it. <laughs> we'll be like, happy birthday. We'll pay. You describe everything. What kind of nose does it have? What kind of <laughs> Is this the proper glass? If not, tell yeah. them. Yeah. I would like you to be a 22-year-old know-it-all, please. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the Webster's probably, they know a lot of oh, yeah. people. So I don't think she could outsnob them. <laughs> it's scary because I think she's, like, on her way. Like, she's yeah. going to do that eventually. I mean, her, okay, her mother's a bad example, but my sister, her aunt, is huge into wine. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you may have the na- next Alpina Singh on your in your family. Yeah, somebody. Well, at least she has a passion towards that. She's supposed to be going towards psychiatry, but somehow wine that got yeah. in there. I, th- I think that's. I think wine is probably better therapy. More, more, more proven over the over the centuries. I just love that. Like <laughs> the reason why she wants to be a psych is that she's the daughter of an alcoholic. <laughs> Oh, okay. Is that not the most, like, hilarious combination ever? Hmm. That, like, she's studying to be a psych now, but she's proven so much better at understanding alcohol. Sure. So. It's her, you know, handed down genetically. <laughs> yeah, that shit runs in our family. I'd like to just blame it on us being Irish, but I don't know what that actually is. Just addiction, I guess. Yeah. I think there's pl- plenty of other... Creeds and races and cultures that are have their own problems with the alcohol or whatever other substances. Oh yeah, we love to apply a lot of fucked up things to a lot of different races. Yeah. Okay, so you're at a hotel right now. Yes. Where? Da- downtown. And why? Because uh, my place, they haven't fit the construction people have still haven't finished patching up my kitchen that they tore up. To put in the plumbing for upstairs, uh-huh. and they were supposed to be done uh, Friday, but they're not. Uh, they will be done either tomorrow or Tuesday. Do they at least comp your room because it's like their fault or no? Uh, they, I mean, we worked out a deal where you know I, I got a big break on rent this month. It's fine. Okay. I'm sort of I'm camping out. It's weird. I've you know I've never stayed in a hotel room in Chicago. Really? Well, why would I? I live here. You know, no, we live we live here too, but we we've, we've done it just for the fuck of it sometimes. 
I know people do it for like anniversaries or special occasions. I've never done it. Um, I remember after like the first wave of COVID was over, mm-hmm. we got like really just stir crazy and we didn't want to be in our area for a while. So we stayed at like a bed and breakfast. I don't even remember the name of it, but it was really cool. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I've done that. Quite Where, a bit. In Chicago or? Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't ever go to like the big hotels. I hate to call them hipstery, but like more boutique. Yeah. Hotels? Sure. Yeah. So. No, I'm in a big-ass old hotel, <laughs> <laughs> which, which is pretty cool. I, I kind of like it. I like, feel I could, I could live here. That, that could lead so heavily into The Shining and then into this movie. Sure, yeah. But first, I have to say something, and someone asked me a question on Twitter. I don't know if you saw. Oh, no. Um. I'm, Ben Z. Scott asked what we thought of Shadow of the Vampire um, after we did the Bram Stoker Dracula thing. I've never seen it. Um, Shadow of the Vampire. Which one is that? It has you look it up? John Malkovich and Willem Dafoe. I told him I would do my best to try and find it, and wouldn't you believe it? It's like the one movie you can't find anywhere. You know, I, I don't know that I've seen that. I think that's like about the life of the guy who played Nos- about the the making of Nosferatu somehow. Yeah, it's all about the behind the scenes and everything. Yeah, where the guy kind of became a vampire. Like he over, I think he over uh, methoded it or something, you know? Yeah. Where he sort of became Nosferatu. I think it's that's. I, I don't think I've ever seen it. So Ben, you know, may, maybe we'll have Ben on to to guest <laughs> guest host and tell us all about yeah Shadow of the Vampire. The closest oh. I saw, I saw trailers, I saw clips, and I listened to a Willem Dafoe commentary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean. Vampires, it's probably, there's probably few other genres that there's more, less, you know, fewer or more movies about. There's so many vampire, I mean, there's hundreds, you know? Yeah. Of vampire movies. It's a, it's an evergreen. <laughs> it was definitely like I even said on Twitter, I was like, this does sound intriguing because I really enjoy Willem Dafoe. Yeah. And John Malkovich, I just love saying his name. So. <laughs> No, I, I definitely heard of it, but I think I haven't seen it. So, sorry, Ben. Well, I guess someday I might find it somewhere, but it's not even on iTunes or Google Play. And Interesting. I don't know if I'd have to find, like, the last DVD, like, video store or go to that VHS <laughs> place and then also buy a VCR. <laughs> like, I don't uh, know. You know go, go to the old dark web and torrent. It, I think those things still exist. Oh, yeah, Pirate's the, Bay. The, or, yeah, whatever, yeah, like those kinds of things. Yeah, see, the thing is that only works if it's popular. Yeah, there's all kinds of shit. Yeah, I mean, you can, but you got to know I mean, how to navigate that world. I'm not going to say that I haven't illegally yeah. pirated almost all the music of my original iPod. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe a few authors' books, some of which are in our community. I have yeah. no idea how they ended up out there. So the other exciting thing I did on in my travels is I decided uh, I, I guess Neil Neil Young got to me I, I deleted the Spotify got rid of it Ooh. killed it off <laughs> fascinating so that's been interesting trying to like stitch back together like the way uh, you know I stream stuff mm-hmm. so I I got there's like three three free months of uh, Apple Music so I'm trying that out. Tell me how that is. I am curious yeah. about the difference because our car, like it has Apple Play or whatever you call mm-hmm. it, and if we add like the Apple thing, it would like, I don't know, sync better. Oh, then then what do you do now, Bluetooth or? Uh, I actually have an aux cable. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think aux cable works better than Bluetooth for the, usually. And stuff like that. Only More issue reliable. I have with it is um, when you use the aux cable, and this is the most first world problem ever. When you're on Spotify, mm-hmm. it actually shows like big images of the songs and like some like scenes and everything for a uh-huh. music video. Whereas 
if it's actually on Bluetooth, it goes on CarPlay and you only see the song and it's not like having things jump out at you. Uh, so I get distracted oh, but, easily while driving. Oh, but you're you're playing you're playing uh, Spotify off the internet like live like streaming, right? Yeah, I'll be streaming. Yeah, see, I never do. That's what, I always just download stuff. I, I never have. I'm never connected when I'm in the car. See, I'm somehow yeah. lucky. I am on a Spotify Premium family plan. Yeah. So. No, but you still. Ha- I mean, you have to pay for either data or you know whatever. Yeah. You have to be connected to the internet somehow, mm-hmm. which is the part that I don't want. You know. No, I can feel you. Ooh, you you can get an old iPod. I've I've had iPods before, but since iTunes, they killed iTunes. You can't sync an iPod properly. Oh really? Yeah. It's fucked up. You want me and to sell they, you they, mine? I have like forty thousand songs. <laughs> no, no, I, I I've sold my I sold off my old ones on eBay, and I bought a newer uh, digital audio player that where you can download. You know, it's got Bluetooth, it's got uh, Wi-Fi, so you can download stuff off Spotify or off. I can now download off of uh, Apple Music. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And then I, I have a card, you know, a digital a card that holds like three hundred gigabytes of music on it. I like I all my your whole... workarounds, like from yeah. like the technology everybody uses. Yep, uh, it's it works. No, it's like you will be one of the few people on Earth. Like if everything comes crashing down, you'll know how to make it work. <laughs> oh, I, you know, it's it's actually been cool. Like. For a minute, when I, I decided to get rid of the Spotify, I was like, shit, I've made all these playlists. And then <laughs> I was very happy to just fucking delete them all because now I get to start all over again. And I'm going to make new ones and see how much I remember, you know, mm-hmm. of what I made. So that's kind of exciting. I would say the one hobby of mine that I've been doing lately, and it's only because of Hello America Stereo Cassette, mm-hmm. is because I bought the cassette player. I've actually been making legit mixtapes. Oh, have you? Yeah. Oh, wow. It's been fun. Yeah, that, yeah. well, that, that's my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> like actual mixtapes on, on cassette. Yeah, I still have some of those. You know, my uh, sister did it, and she would let me, like, kind of, yeah. like, press the button, you know? Yeah, yeah. But, like, it's not like I had any control. I was a little kid who would fuck it up, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, I have these fun. tapes that were, I taped, you know, my favorite songs off the FM radio. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like. It would suddenly cut off right when the DJ came back in and wouldn't let the song play out, you know, the way they always do. Mm-hmm. They break in as it's fading out, you know. See, but I didn't have any fans. Just right. Yeah, but, you know, I didn't have any, like, mixers or fade like any. I just had a boom box, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I just hit hit the stop button as soon as I heard the, you know, the talking. I like so there's a lot of that. old movies where it actually shows people, like, walking around with a boombox. <laughs> old movies. Yeah, you're talking about my childhood. <laughs> we did that. We'd walk around like those goofballs, you know? It's like, I, I don't know, what, what 80s or... Yeah. That shit's but hilarious. It's, it's kind of back, though, because now everybody's got those stupid Bluetooth speakers, like on bikes. Yeah. And they're playing music out into the fucking world. Like, it, it makes me want to get a fucking gun. I, it's so annoying to me. Uh, I, was just, I go everywhere with headphones, you know. I wasn't uh, going to condone violence, but I was going to say, don't you just want to throw a rock at them? But you took yeah. that shit further. Well, uh, you know, the, the result is the same. You know, <laughs> I'd just blow out their tires or something, you know. <laughs> It'd be impressive either way. It's really, it's really fucking obnoxious, I think impose your music on the world even if like you were playing the best music like i didn't ask for this yeah out out on the street (laughs) i am so i don't know angry at myself but i had i feel like i had a karen moment oh yeah nice what happened it was so bad um we have the common area you've been to my building so yeah i I haven't seen your the common area though these people had a party mm-hmm. in that area. It's really nice, and a lot of people do it, but these people have been abusing the privilege like crazy. It was one in the morning, and mm-hmm. all they were blasting was Kanye and Travis Scott and all that mm-hmm. shit. And I don't live that close to yeah. the common room, and I was just like, dear God, 
I'm going to go over and talk to them. Oh, you could hear it in your in your house? I could hear word for word. Wow. And that's how you know that, like, this is how it's going to be in our marriage. Belen was just like, are you going to go do it? <laughs> and I was like, okay. He's like, this and, is really bothering me. I was like, all right, I'll go. And, and did you put a stop to it? The best part of it is I was about to yell at someone who was walking into the hallway, and they're like, are you going to complain to them too? Oh. And I was just like, y'all sup, bitch. You're doing it too? She's like, I already did. Go for it. And there were like a couple people behind me. I was like, jeez, <laughs> are we all going to yell at these people? You had a, you had a posse. <laughs> like just going like a revolving door back and forth, like turn yeah. your fucking music off. Yeah. It was a weekday. Oh, you know. All of us will become Karen sooner or later. <laughs> I think I think we need to really like really say what a Karen is because like it had nothing to do with race. It was just yeah. or like I need to talk to your manager. Is one of those that's an etiquette vibe. Yeah, yeah. But like I felt <laughs> so ashamed the entire night. Maybe yeah. Maybe over time, Karen will become as meaningless as like hipster. You know, like it's just, just this blanket insult of some kind. That you hurl at whatever is you feel is different than you or lesser. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's fun to Catch say all. hipster because most people younger than us don't exactly know what we mean when we say hipster. I don't know what people mean when they say hipster. I really don't because when I say it used it, to mean, you know. I'm referring to like my coming of age, like the mm. like height of like that urban outfitters hipster era <laughs> like that's what i mean like what like 2011 to like 2014 yeah. oh, okay hmm. i'd say i really couldn't be sure i mean this this is how we'll lead into the movie and then you'll give a really great intro sure oh yeah we're t- we yeah this is a show about movies yeah by the way for our- horror movies technically <laughs> For everybody that's been fascinated by the minutia of our boring ass lives here. Oh yeah, I'm keeping all of this, by the way. <laughs> of course, this this is what all the all the the hardcore uh, listeners. That's this is what they pay for. <laughs> I'm personally also hoping that someone just sends me the movie <laughs> so I don't have to look for it. Oh, the Shadow of the Vampire. Yeah, be like, yeah. Here it somebody. Is. Yeah, there, there's some there's some uh, internet expert out there that'll find it in two seconds. You know. <laughs> But when it comes to hipster, I want to say I first started encountering like what we would call like the stereotypical hipsterdom, like Portlandia style, maybe when I was like 16 years old mm. and I go to the city then. And that was like maybe like 2006. So where would you go to Wicker Park or? Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes Logan Square, but mostly Wicker Park. And that's why I felt like that would be the perfect segue into this because this is obviously a Chicago movie, and I loved watching what, I hate to say, 1999, old Chicago looked yeah. like. I mean, specifically, I wanted your opinion, because they're supposed to be in Logan Square, but it seemed like a lot of it was actually filmed in Booker Park. I, they, they went all over the place, uh, and, you know, as in many movies, uh, they kind of fuck with the geography, you know? Yeah, like, I don't like remember that- if there was ever a metro in Logan Square. No, that's fa- yeah, and I looked it up. It was that Metro thing was shot in uh, like Arlington Heights or someplace like that, and they just slapped a sign on that said Logan Square. Mm. Uh, but uh, but they, I mean, they filmed a bunch of stuff around Chicago, and then yeah, that one party scene, you know, when they were outside having their like block party, that's definitely Wicker Park. Oh, I was like, yeah, that's Damon over there. <laughs> it's it's uh, Milwaukee. Oh, is it Milwaukee? And, yeah, yeah. Yep. They were actually, I looked it up and found that they were actually on Wicker Park Avenue, which is, you know, runs along the park, and then on one of the little side streets, and then in the distance where there's like a storefront, that's definitely Milwaukee Avenue. Yeah. But I think their house is supposed to be on George Street, and George Street is in Lakeview. So they they jumped around a lot. Yeah, because I kept thinking, like, that one neighborhood that they lived in, like, that was supposed to be Logan Square. I was like, there are cool areas in Logan Square, but I would never actually have described it as, like, a family neighborhood. So. No, he said early on, he says early on that he grew up in back of the yards and... and uh, Didn't he say he was, like, from Bridgeport? Bridgeport. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and the 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 demographic who's described there, you know, which is like, you know, working class cops and firefighter types. Uh, that's that's stereotypically definitely more like Bridgeport or Southside or further up north, but not Lakeview mm-hmm. or or Wicker Park or Logan Square. Okay. Not even in 1999 or whenever. I assume it's said in present day. I'm pretty sure it is. They don't say anything otherwise. I don't think. I mean. Yeah. What is it? You said the book was uh, by Richard Matheson? Yeah, Matheson. but yeah, they they obviously changed it a lot because the the book is from 1958. You know, does so. the book come take place in Chicago too? I do not know. I doubt it. I, I don't think Richard Matheson was connected with Chicago. Uh, he's yeah, probably best known for writing a bunch of Twilight Zone episodes. But also some other movies. That that movie, uh, it's been made a bunch of times. I Am Legend. Uh-huh. That's one of his books. And uh, yeah, big big influence on Stephen King and a lot of other people. I can, I can see that. Yeah, definitely. And uh, yeah, there was another one, I think based on one of his stories, called The Box, which is a great movie. Have you ever seen that? I keep uh, <laughs> hearing people tell me about it. That was years ago. I remember it's I was so going to watch good. it. And then I... Should that be ne- our next movie? Well, you t- it's your choice. Uh, I actually, you know, I realize that, like, I've been picking movies that I know very well, but I was really psyched to watch this movie, so I want to oh, take I your do, opinion. Yeah. Oh, should I do any intro thing, uh, since we've already been talking about it? Or? Uh, do, like, a quick, like, TLDR, so people are just, like, Logan yeah. Square, what... <laughs> Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know if I ever got a, a real handle on where they didn't name what what where they actually lived. Maybe they they said Logan Square, but uh, since I know it didn't look like Logan Square, I didn't think it was Logan Square. But I just it's a movie called that, like he ran yeah. so quickly from that station back yeah. home. I was like, maybe. I don't yeah, know. he was just down the street. Uh, oh, uh, so Stir of Echoes, starring uh, Kevin Bacon and uh, Catherine Irby and bunch of other people who Kevin Dunn, a bunch of other people that have gone on to do lots of different things. Especially like the girl, the babysitter girl and the dead girl. They were in lots, they've been in lots of stuff. I wasn't sure if you were going to bring up uh, Babysitter but, Girl, Paris from Gilmore Girls. Right. Yeah, I, I had to see, I, I knew she looked familiar, but I, I wasn't a big Gilmore Girl. But anyway, Stir of Echoes uh, came out in 99. Uh, I think... Th- it was well reviewed and actually did okay, but it was it's been totally eclipsed, sort of in the history books because it came out around the same time as uh, the Sixth Sense was, which was a mega hit, and also features like children that see dead people. Uh, so some of the themes were connected. I mean, marginally, very very different kind of movie, you know. It was the year that people saw dead people. Yeah, uh, but yeah. A lot of great uh, Chicago set cinema, you know, s- scenes and uh, a, a great, great cast. Yeah, I don't know. I, it's one of these things where, like, I suggested it because I had a good memory of it. I don't think I ever watched it after it came out, but, like, it totally stood up. I, I was super happy to watch this yesterday. I'm going to make uh, a bold uh, call here, but I think this might be my favorite Kevin Bacon movie. It's up. I think it's one of his best performances. Like, but yeah, he, he really like knocked this one out of the park. I was just like, I watched it again earlier. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was he was all in. <laughs> he really went for it. I was like, yeah. I felt like his like dig, motherfucker, dig. Yeah, I mean, he was like, you know, he's he was like almost in Nicholas Cage territory for commitment. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like Nicholas Cage, this is like the kind of like role that like Nicolas Cage gets all the time you know <laughs> exactly like where like er, the whole world around him d- thinks he's crazy but he's convinced except that his he son. See- sees the truth yeah I like that yeah. the kid he's like I got you well one of the interesting things in this wrinkles for me in this movie is so you know basically what happens here is yeah Kevin Bacon's this kind of like <clears throat> work a day schmo kind of guy he's a lineman he goes up and fix. He's an electrician, basically, uh, who, who had ambitions 
to become like a rock star or something. He had he tells his wife early on that you know he didn't think he'd be be so ordinary. So he's kind of having a playing acoustic guitar and wearing a social distortion T-shirt at one point. Right. So he had these ambitions and dreams, but he feels like. Uh, he hasn't fulfilled them, and uh, he's got one small child, and it, at the beginning, they find out that the wife is pregnant, so they're gonna, about to have an, a second child. So that prompts him to have this sort of midlife crisis, which is really the underlying theme of the whole movie, you know? is is It's about this guy who is questioning all his choices. And at a party, uh, this friend of theirs who's studying hypnosis... Uh, like as a party trick hypnotizes him and basically after that all hell breaks loose uh, because it unlocks some like door in his mind which lets everything in it turns out that he's one of these special gifted or cursed people that can has access to ghosts that are living in some kind of uh what's it called uh, limbo that are that have their haunting places uh, and have tasks for these like gifted or cursed people to carry out on Earth, so they can rest in peace. And he <laughs> kind of has like that premonition aspect too. Yeah. So that was really interesting. I just want to say my favorite moment was his very first reaction when he found out that his wife was pregnant. Bummer. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and didn't you find it hilarious that the one guy actually the minute that like Kevin Bacon came out of hypnosis just decided to like ride him hard about the fact that Kevin Bacon was crying over being bullied by someone? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. That's that's definitely one one of the motifs of this movie is the like the the kind of the jock kids and the uh, the nerd kids or or like the loser kids. Definitely. And clearly, Kevin Bacon was one of the loser kids that got picked on and. You know, it it all went on to when these people grew up, and where you know the the asshole cop guy, you know, gave birth to a child that commits a horrible crime, which is why there are ghosts in this movie. You know, was it, it was um, two of the kids, right? The one who rides well, hard, um, he ends up saving them. I don't think it's a big spoiler, but yeah, no. No, I mean, yeah, this is a movie from 23 years ago. I don't think we need to hide anything. But yeah, they I mean, he's they're they're definitely friends, but it's it's what there's tension, you know, in their friendship where they pick on each other. But everybody in this movie kind of picks on each other. That's how they show love. Like at the beginning when the the Ileana Douglas character who hypnotizes Kevin Bacon, they seem like they're enemies, but they're not, you know. They just like to give each other a lot of shit. I've noticed she tends to be that way in a lot of the roles yeah. she's in. She's a smart ass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so really it was just her being her, but it's like, can you pretend to also know how to do hypnosis? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but no, she was great. I loved every time she had a sassy comeback and also when he tried to get her like to undo it and she's like, I have not had coffee yet. What? <laughs> Well, and the other time, he bursts in on them, and he, she's got, clearly got, like, a lady there that's, like, a date, probably, and they're high. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> that's a great scene. <laughs> and this, the, yeah, this, the Spanish-speaking girl, like, is muttering at him, like, cursing him out as she's leaving the house because, because Ileana Douglas has to undo this spell that she can't undo because she's just an amateur. She hasn't graduated yet, no. No, well, she opened the fucking portal to hell, and she doesn't know how to close it. <laughs> Feels like a very I, common trope in horror movies. It is, but I think there's some some good wrinkles in this movie that you don't see as often, like that. I like how quickly, almost like the whole family accepts the premise. Like the guy stops going to work and starts digging holes in the backyard. Starts acting super crazy, and the wife is just like, she's going to ride it out because they're super in love, and she more or less, you know, she's humoring him. Mm -hmm. A lot more than a lot of these movies where everybody just thinks the guy is crazy, and uh, there's always doubt, you know, she's never sure if he's crazy or if he, he actually is seeing something. 
See, I got the vibe from the way that she was acting that, one, she totally thought he was out of his mind, but, like, I feel like she was accepting it because he was so dissatisfied with life. Yeah. Because she was even saying, like, he's going to lose his job and shit. Yeah. Well, she's concerned because that's, you know, <laughs> she doesn't want her life to be fucked up, but yeah, I, I think she, she gave him a much longer leash than than a lot of uh, these movie scenario families would have, you know? I just love how much he fucked up that house. Man, he ripped it to fucking shreds. <laughs> he kept getting more bigger and bigger equipment. I love how he just kept going back to the hardware store with for jackhammers, for mallets, for, like, <laughs> he had to really tear the shit apart. I like how he got his son, though, to help with the digging in the backyard. And she told him, he was like, what is this? And he she has the hose, and he's like, water makes the ground softer. Like, that was the question she was asking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not why have you torn up our whole backyard. <laughs> and just the kids just digging away, like, I'm helping. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, at least the kid sort of knows. But they, they like the kid probably knows a lot more than he was giving off. Oh, absolutely. And and she knew that because that time when they go for the walk and they, they go to that uh, the cop funeral and he makes contact with another one of in his tribe of, like, seers or whatever. Or as Stephen King would say, people who have the shining. Right, yeah. We're, yeah, I definitely, have, uh, this is my pet theory of rewatching it yesterday, was that, like, Stephen King cribbed that whole thing for the shining from this. I was going to say, but I also there's think... There's a lot of parallels. ...that uh, M. Night Shyamalan took a lot from the novel probably as well. It wouldn't be the first time M. Night Shyamalan has done that. For The Village, he actually ripped, out, uh, ripped off a book that he actually got sued for called uh, Running Out of Time. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it seems to be a well, yeah, I, yeah, I don't... I mean, yeah, Shyamalan, I don't think he's ever had an original idea. He just sort of does these, like, riffs. Yeah. It's weird, weird riffs on older stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I've I've lost track of his career, but like he keeps putting out movies. I guess the last one yeah. I remember, people got angry at it because he was portraying someone with like multiple personality disorders, but like mm-hmm. in a totally incorrect way. Uh-huh. I, I don't remember what it was called. Maybe split? Split personality disorders? Uh, I don't know. But he's been doing yeah. more. I just don't keep track. The only yeah. movies of his that I ever... I wouldn't say enjoy, but I kind of think I were like... I, I'd watch them. would be mm-hmm. Sixth Sense, Signs, and The Village. See, I th- yeah, I thought Signs was really stupid. But uh, I liked uh, Unbreakable, actually. That one was pretty good. Yeah, that was You see decent. that one? Yeah. Yeah, with uh, Samuel Jackson as the like the anti, you know, whatever the opposite of a superhero. See, I always like signs because at the end, I always am like, I would totally survive this movie because yeah. I have asthma and I have water always like on every counter <laughs> of my house, and I have a baseball bat that's always on like. I don't know if you noticed it; it like hangs <laughs> over by the front door. No. <laughs> it's just because I never know where to put it. Oh. So I'm just like, come at me, aliens. I'm here. I've got the water. I have the asthma. I have the bat. You're ever ready for the alien invasion. That's good. <laughs> if it's those aliens, hopefully. You just you just see I want to fulfill your dreams of being the final girl. <laughs> I got to tell you, like... <laughs> I'd like to believe I could be a final girl, but I, I know for a fact that I would fuck up at some point if I was in a horror movie. Like, oh, I would do a stupid oh. fuck up. I would be the I'll be right back person. Yeah. Like, where it's like, did you really fuck that? It was the easiest rule. Why did you do that? Yeah. And that would be me. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, don't, I mean... I really didn't have, don't have anything, any criticisms for this movie. I, I totally enjoyed it. It, it had a, you know, it had a, a serious uh, undercurrent, you know, uh, you know, I, like it kind of earned all the supernatural bullshit like that I can't usually don't buy in these kinds of movies. Mm-hmm. 
Like it's not just for, for just for whatever jump scares or cheap thrills. They're like the reason that you know this particular ghost is haunting this house is because something really bad happened to her, and she's telling Kevin Bacon to fucking fix it, and he can, you know, if he just listens. Mm-hmm. And he ends up listening, and he finds out that she's right, and he fixes it, and then she's okay. The ghost girl. <laughs> yeah. I believe it's her name is yeah. Samantha. Yeah. No, her name is Ghost Girl. Okay, Ghost Girl. <laughs> yeah. I was going to call her Ghost Girl. You tell Paris no. from Gilmore Girls. You you tell her that that's yeah. the name of her older sister. See if she And the other gr- the, the other sister was on uh, House and some other shows. Yeah. The living the babysitter girl. <laughs> was it her? Oh my god, what is her? Liza Wheel or yeah. yeah, she's also or she was on How to Get Away with Murder. I like her. Oh. She's a really good actress. There's lots of good actors in this movie. <laughs> um, if I had any critique about this uh-huh. film, um, I'm, I'm just trying to figure out, like, because sometimes it's like you see something and it's like, why did that have to be an element? And I don't know why they had to have Ghost Girl have an intellectual disability. Um, I think they needed that because... Uh, because that's how they lured her in. Yeah, that, that's how these jock assholes, uh, they tricked her because she didn't understand that they were going to harm her, you know? I guess we should go into that. I don't think we told people that that's how she died. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, the whole thing that set, sets all this off, aside from Ileana Douglas, on, you know, unlocking the portal to hell as a party trick is that there's this neighborhood girl that has gone missing six or eight months ago, and uh, all the neighbors pretend like they don't know anything about her, but it turns out that this girl was had some kind of intellectual challenge. And uh, these two jocks, who's like the one is the son of uh, Kevin Bacon's friend, who's like the captain of a football team or something, his buddy lure her into the house that Kevin Bacon and his family will, will be moving into very soon mm-hmm. and, and attempt to rape her and kill her instead. Uh, and then, the, and then they, and then the, their fathers go and wall her into the basement in behind rocks and brick, you know, to hide. So, so their, their children's lives aren't ruined. Yeah. I just like um, how they freak out when she dies because the one stupidly uses plastic to like keep yeah. her from screaming. Yeah. And they're like, why'd you do that? You killed her. And it's like, was that really much worse? Like, sh- what did you think you were going to do when you were done with this? Well, I, I, I bet they thought they, they could just have her go on like- her way. Yeah, because because she she's the simple girl, you know, or as they say in the movie, because you could still say that in in the time retard is what they called her. I like how because, everyone yelled at the one guy every time he saw it. Yeah, yeah. So even then, it was not a thing that was cool to say. Although a lot more people said it than they would these days, you know. Yeah, really, it was just like one one guy, the one who was wearing that hat, <laughs> and he was excited to say it every time. But clearly, yeah, if you know, if you wrap a person in plastic and you're surprised that they die, then she's not the only one that had intellectual challenges, you know? Well, you just said it, <laughs> and on Super Bowl Sunday, I think we have to admit it, the one of these guys was a football player. Yeah, this is, yeah, we scheduled the, uh, the recording of this, uh, this show specifically as counter-programming to the Super Bowl. <laughs> So yeah, he was, he preemptively had head trauma, just like all these guys that will be, be playing tonight mm-hmm. already have. And you know, the only thing anybody should be betting on is how many of them will live to fifty, and how many of them will kill their wives. You know. Oh yeah. <laughs> and and how many billions you know the corporations make off of that. So it's so sad. The only reason I ever watch the Super Bowl is I like to watch the commercials. 
that's a sure, which you can now see on YouTube. Yeah, like most of them in advance now. You don't even have to fucking wait for the thing. I didn't know you could do it in advance. Ooh. Well, not like they preview some of them. I think they it's very soon at or like you know within an hour, anyways. Who's I mean, who cares if you're the first? I don't fucking know. <laughs> I like how you're like. I don't know. I don't give a fuck. I could hear that in your voice. I really don't care. I, I that I always hated that. Even when I'd watch, I've seen. I, you know, I've watched a few Super Bowls, but uh, I never cared about. My thing was like endless. I the only one I remember is the time that you know Springsteen teabagged America when <laughs> he slid his crotch first into the camera. Gotta <laughs> that love was it. that was disturbing, but. Uh, no, it's, it's fucking terrible. It's just like a shitty Vegas act, you know, in the middle of a football field. The, I don't know. There are a lot of people performing today. Holy oh, yeah. shit. Um, got <laughs> Dr. Dre, Kendrick Lamar, Eminem, Snoop Dogg, and Mary J. Blige, who I didn't know was still doing shit, but hey. Well, there you go. Guess you'll be tuning in. I, I think they're really trying to fix their racist problem. <laughs> I don't. I mean, there's there's often black performers for the Super Bowl. I I don't know if they had a lot, and then there was that whole Beyonce thing. They got pissed off, and then well, they had the the the, the big one was the wardrobe malfunction, which like the whole country melted down about seeing a fucking nipple. Uh, See, you know. that wasn't even the big one. I remember that after. <laughs> Beyonce did was it Formation and everyone's like whoa she's supporting the Black Panthers and like everybody oh, yeah. forgot that she was black or something oh really oh I did I don't I didn't even hear about that yeah I, <laughs> I only knew it just because I have a lot of very boring suburbanite aunts and uncles oh. and if I ever did watch the Super Bowl I went to like their houses and yeah, yeah. that was their reaction apparently that was the world's reaction Oh, okay. And then, like, it was, like, a year or so later that, um, I hate that I forget his name, the one who started kneeling during the... Oh, um, Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. So yeah. that's when they started to really show their issues with black people because they actually, like, started, like, was it fining play- players who did that? Sure. Well, it, it cost him the rest of his career, basically, because no, no team would hire him. Hey, he's yeah. got a lot of endorsements now, so. Oh no, he's fine. Yeah, he'll 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 have a very nice life. And and hopefully, you know, he he limited his like head trauma <laughs> from all the years he didn't play. See, there we go. He he'll probably he has a better chance at a, at a long life than most of these guys. I'd like to point out, by the way, I don't know if we find out the actual um end in the movie. The guy's the, son, who's a football player, who shoots himself. Well, I think I think the last we hear of him, they think he's going to recover. We think he's going to recover. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, when they talk, when Kevin Bacon talks to Kevin Dunn before Kevin Dunn like almost kills him, or in, and decides to instead be a good guy and be a hero and save them, you know. What was that gunshot he heard down in the basement before he finally came up to save Kevin Bacon and his wife? Who the fuck knows? Like, I mean, I think Kevin Bacon and we were supposed to assume that he, that he killed, did, himself. killed himself. Yeah. Right. But maybe maybe he was just, you know, try, didn't know what the, you know, he just was, didn't know what the fuck to do. Do a test and shot? Sh- yes. Yeah, right. Yeah. Be like, will this get the job done? It didn't help my son. <laughs> or maybe he was being really sneaky and like that was for the cop's benefit, you know, to think that he wouldn't be a threat or anything. Ooh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because the cop and his his son came up to finish the job and cover up, you know, the thing. But hence the premonition. <laughs> Kevin Bacon has the yeah. He co- he comes one. to him in in one of these dream dream things and tells him that they're going to kill you. You know, so Kevin Bacon was prepared. And the son was less. too, if you remember, because the one bullet that goes through. It goes up the ceiling where the son would have been sleeping. Yeah, that's why he didn't want to go back to the house. Yeah, he told us. He's like the feathers. Yeah. See, this is a good movie all around. Like, I feel like it was very like tight. Like, I don't know. I don't. I don't think yeah. I noticed any loose ends. Did you? No, not really. Uh, yeah, it, it all fit together, and uh, yeah, there's not any like 
Maybe, yeah. I don't know how close it is uh, to the book. I mean, I'm sure the setting is all updated and different, but, you know, in almost every Stephen King scenario, there's something that's like, oh, God, why did he do this, you know? And in this, there isn't, you know? It all fits together. Uh, and, I mean, it's even got a happy ending that feels doesn't feel cheap, you know? No, and you have like, the vibe that, like, the kid is going to go for another day and be able to still keep doing this. I don't know about Kevin Bacon, if he was going to lose his ability. It's a great scene at the end where they're like, they've moved and they're in the car and he's they're going past all the houses and it's just the whispers, you know, because that kid is hearing all the ghosts in there in all the houses because he's got access to that. Did were there any (laughs) other sequels to this? There were, uh, there was a sequel, uh, yeah, there's a one or two. I, I think that nothing to do with the originals. It's one of those, those straight to DVD kind of things, oh. straight to video. That was uh, those days. Yeah. Now uh, we just go straight like, to streaming. Or quickie, whatever, like cash in kind of things. I don't think. Yeah. See, I feel like a lot of people have not seen or heard of this movie because I mentioned it to a lot. Uh-huh. Um. But yeah, I was reading it's because it came out right when The Sixth Sense, Blair Witch Project, yeah. and The Mummy all came out, like, all around the same time, so... Right, and it's better than all of them. Yep, but <laughs> it did not have the huge flash that, like... No, it's, I mean, this vibe. isn't, like... Yeah, it's not a giant, like... It's, a, it's, it's one of these genre movies that just is... It stays where, you know, in its lane kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But it's really good at what it does, you know? Like a good detective movie or a good action movie, you know? It doesn't... It's not like some shit like The Matrix that thinks it's like some new world philosophy, you know? Dude, don't even get me started with The Matrix. I think that (laughs) shit... uh, (laughs) It's almost like you enjoy watching it sometimes because it's like, oh, that's an interesting, like, what they did with CGI. But then it's just like, now it's like, "Mm, you did too much. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's an action movie with some slow-mo bullets. That's about it. (laughs) I never followed the story beyond that. I I don't know if there really was one. Well, I mean, it's it spawned so much, all that red pill shit, you know? Oh, my God. I hate that that became associated with The Matrix, because I feel like The Matrix... That's where it came from. I know it is. (laughs) I feel like The Matrix obviously was supposed to be more liberating but i guess the only people who felt liberated were incels yeah yeah no but you know yeah you can you can this is the thing with any kind of art that's put out there you you can use it whichever way you like you know oh, definitely. and there's also now you know in obviously in in light of the fact that uh, that both the wachowskis have you know changed gender is you, you can watch see that as you know like those movies as some way referring to that, uh, like the transformations, you know? It is a question. I don't know when. How long after The Matrix did they transition? I don't know. Uh, it was one and then the other. I think there was, there was, it wasn't the same exact time. Only one of them directed the new one. Right. Yeah, I don't know why that is. Maybe the other one was like, we, we're done. Like, there's Oof. nothing worth saying here who knows but also yeah to tie tie it back to Storm Echoes another Chicago based thing you know because they're they're from Chicago but it was so clearly yeah. not Chicago yeah I mean oh the Matrix yeah yeah, yeah oh I they, loved it just every single time they like they'd been mentioning a Chicago street and I was like that, that is not no yeah where did they film that now I'm looking it up where was the Matrix actually filmed I, I have no clue it's one of those weird things for me is when they set something in Chicago when they don't actually use Chicago because I feel like we're kind of a random city. Mm. I I don't know. I mean, then there's oftentimes they film stuff here to stand in for other cities, you know? Oh, yeah, like Dark Knight movies. Well, Dark Knight is a fictional city, but... Yeah. Uh, no, like that, uh, what's it called? Um, Empire. Empire was shot almost all here, that show, Empire, but it's supposed to be New York. It, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know how they, how they decide that. It's a shame. I mean, like, you know, Chicago is a really cool city to look at as itself, you know? 
It was and, filmed in Sydney, Australia. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, sure. Sydney, Chicago, same difference. We look totally alike, definitely. Yeah. But it does. It makes you wonder why they picked... Okay, I have the answer why they picked Chicago. They're from here. Yeah. Yeah, they're from... That's that's the connection, is they're from here. Yeah, they're from... uh, They're from... uh, What's it called? Beverly, I think. Yeah. Somewhere on the south side. Yeah. That's definitely (sighs) interesting. I, I wish there were more movies set in Chicago... Yeah, and this one, yeah, this uh, Stir of Echoes, like in, in this movie, it looks like Chicago, you know? That's what I'm saying. Like, it, it has that kind of uh, rust and vibe. I don't know. It, it, it's the Chicago I remember growing up. Yeah. Whereas right now, it's just yeah. Chicago's a little indistinguishable from some you think cities. So? Certain neighborhoods. Where do you think they were moving to? Do you think they were... I couldn't tell if they were moving, like, out of Chicago or just to a different neighborhood. I think they were just going to a different neighborhood. Oh, okay. I mean, they were clearly kind of starting over because they needed to, obviously. Uh, I wonder. Kevin yeah. Bacon's personality, it struck me that he was a city guy. Yeah. I, I can't imagine... Because I remember at one point he actually mentioned how much the rent was... Oh, he did? I, I missed that. Yeah. I, I was blown away by it, too. He was yeah. saying, like, was $800 a month? And I just sure. wanted to shoot myself and be like, oh, my God. Well, also, you know, like, you got to figure they that he's probably... Less, yeah. They made less, but also he was renting from his childhood friend. Mm-hmm. He's probably giving him a deal, you know? So I imagine the that, neighborhood like, guy. Yeah. maybe he would go back to, like, the neighborhood he knew, Bridgeport, or... Maybe. I don't know. I just can't imagine him going to the suburbs because mm, they are about to have a second kid. What do you think? Yeah. I, I, I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell if they were just moving away. I guess that's one of... It's, it's not a bad question to leave, leave off on, you know, because that just leaves viewers to speculate and have something to talk about. For sure. Or, yeah. But, yeah, I really liked... I mean... Whoever wrote the screenplay, or like the the relationships in this movie, seem really a, a lot more fleshed out than in thrillers or horror movies usually are. The director but, wrote it too. Okay, yeah, I know he's he's a screenwriter mostly. That guy, uh, I think he wrote he had, he had success with some other screenplays, uh, but yeah, the relationship between the couple and their friends, like that, seemed super real to me. A lot more real than in a lot of movies. That's probably why it didn't fare as well against all those blockbusters. Maybe, yeah. They yeah showed how real people act. People that are actually like you know in love and stuff. I mean, there was no escapism at all. Not much. No. (laughs) It was authentic, and I really enjoyed that part of it. Like, I saw the parties they went to, and I was like, I've been to those parties, like. Yeah, we've seen that. We've done that. I mean, I haven't been yeah, hypnotized, a, but that's it. Yeah, but it's a yeah, it's a super unglamorous movie in in every way, you know. Which almost it's makes just, it more fun. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, big big recommend. Uh, I I just thought like after you know we'd been in like fantasy Coppola Transylvania, it'd be good to come b- back down to earth, you know. <laughs> <laughs> See what the, the real authentic Chicagoans live. <laughs> exactly. That is perfect. And we will figure out a movie. I, I, I like, was it The Box? or The Box, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I'd be up for that, if, if not next, then uh, down the line for sure. I think it, I had it on my big master list at some point. It, I definitely would like to revisit it. It's made by a director who's super fucked by Hollywood had really bad luck he's made three movies all of his movies are great he's the guy that made donnie darko i love uh, that movie his second movie is really fuck uh, this movie southland tales have you ever seen that no. that's a fucked up movie it's sort of like idiocracy Ooh. in that one the uh, the rock is the president oh god just fu- fucked up future and it was a big flop so was the box and they basically haven't let him made a movie since He's made three movies. They're all great. He's in movie jail. Yeah, he is. 
Well, uh, okay. Uh, yeah. Watch the box. Talk about. Give a that. little love to the box. Yeah. Uh, at some point, maybe next. 